Hello world and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where I focus on not living in regret and forming high-functioning habits. I want to inspire you to transform your thoughts for a happier and higher functioning life. We are what we think and we get lost in limiting beliefs. We don't eat well, we don't take charge of our money, manage our commitments, and then wonder why we are stressed, overweight, in pain, and unhappy with our lives. I haven't met anyone that can't change their mind. That's why I always say, see you on the flip side, as I want to journey with you on coming out the other side. Side of what you might ask? Well, that's up to you. Hi, Shelley Shearer here and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm sorry I haven't been on the air for the last couple of weeks, but uh, my mother's adage of if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all has sort of come to mind. And the fact that I really just wasn't in a great space and I really wasn't sure what I had to say. Things have very much turned around this week and I want to share a few things with you. Uh, in fact, I actually even opened up the, uh, um, what's the book that I use all the time, guys? <laughs> I'm going to start talking to all of you like I do to my husband and everyone else around me when I'm having my memory limitation issues. What was I thinking about? Uh, the devotion book, um, meditation book, Journey to, uh, to the Heart. I haven't been using it lately. No particular reason one way or the other, but I did open up to date and it was said, magic is in the air. And I tossed it back on the shelf thinking, no, that's not what I want to talk about today. And then I realized that no, yesterday actually for me was very magical, uh, perhaps in, a, in an odd way that you'll find interesting when I tell you about the new client I picked up. But sometimes you just feel that things have aligned and it feels magical. So let me tell you about how the last uh, month has sort of gone. The vacation started out brilliantly in the fact that you're going to laugh because it didn't start out brilliantly, but it did for me. My husband went down a couple of days early. That allowed me to have a couple of evenings to myself and a couple of work days just kind of doing what I needed to do and wanted to get done. When I got to the airport, my husband was on a companion ticket with my flight and I informed them he wouldn't be traveling with me on the way down, but he would be on the way back. So what had happened was we booked a round trip ticket using an Alaskan Airlines um, companion ticket. And in the end, we had this unused credit that had to be used. Literally, you couldn't book it before January 31st. You had to fly before January 31st and it was going to go to waste. He took himself off down a couple of days early. So he wasn't going to use his portion of this flight. And there was no point canceling his portion. There was no money that would come back that would be useful. So off he went. Well, apparently when I said, you know, said he's not on the flight, they mucked up my seats. So instead of me sitting in the seat that I had booked and that I had expected, I didn't check my, my um, little piece of paper that they give you. I'm struggling with, with things today, guys, sorry. Yesterday was a very full day. It's very much taxed my mental faculties, but there's still things I wanted to share. So if you can bear with me, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, boarding pass is the word I was looking for. Didn't check it. So I get on the back of the plane and I look down. I think it was row 30. Well, that's interesting. I should have been in like row 11, row 30. And I go in, it is the last seat on the plane. Very last row doesn't recline. The bathrooms are right there. It's freezing cold because this is just a puddle jumper into Seattle. And then I, I take the next flight into, uh, into Phoenix airport. And I thought, fine. But the cool thing was I thought, oh, I got the both seats to myself. I can just sort of set my stuff here and relax. Nope. They set someone, a grown man that's as tall as my husband right beside me. So I, I said, you know what? No problem. I'll sneak into the window seat. Best 45 minute flight I have had in years. 
So the point I want to make with telling you this silly story is to keep yourself open. Just keep yourself open to the next possibility or the next maybe bit of magic. This young gentleman, he was, I'm 53, so, you know, pretty much everyone I meet unless they're retired is younger than I am. He runs the marketing company and he was heading down for a little fun in the sun, plus he was shooting a commercial for a client. He was educated and interesting and had an open mind and had a uh, progressive way of thinking. Absolutely wasn't my personality. He's one of those people that, you know, enjoys having his friends in his home, but heaven forbid you show up his house unannounced or you just, he brings strangers into his house because I am so that gift of hospitality, gift of service. So we had this amazing conversation. I just put my book down because he wanted to chat and I was happy to talk to someone that was so interesting. He runs a, a, a company, I believe his website, just so you, if you ever would like to be interested in any of these things, was Red Rabbit Marketing. I'm pretty sure it was a red and a rabbit. I have to check on that one for you. He doesn't really do a lot of advertising. Advertising his name of his company doesn't even remotely describe what he does, but he does the websites, shoots the commercials, does all that marketing and and uh, and public relations stuff on social media for companies. And he's very good, apparently, what he does. I would have to concur with that after speaking with him for almost an hour. And we were joking about how, you know, he says, I, I know what I'm doing on social media for my clients. Don't really use it much myself. <laughs> uh just so, 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 you know, just all these little different idiosyncrasies and yet we meshed and it was like one soul meeting another soul. It was just spectacular. Uh, in fact, we were even talking about the books we were reading and of course I'm reading uh, 12 Rules for Life, which by the way, I never realized, I never mentioned it to any of you, The it's called An Antidote to Chaos. I did not realize that was the full title of the book. It just, I purchased it on my Audible subscription it is narrated by the author, Jordan Peterson, which I find interesting as well. He's got a unique voice. I find him very easy to listen to. He's a great storyteller. And so we were comparing books. So obviously this man as well as a person that, you know, self-learns and expands his mind, has an opinion on things. These are not bad things, people. I hope you all have that in your life. Have an opinion. Don't be black and white in the fact that you're right and everyone else in the world is wrong, but please get educated, open your mind, and form an opinion. There is nothing, there's no place to go without that first step. You can't change your mind. You can't change, help change other people to make the world a better place. If you yourself have not taken somewhat of a stand of who you are as a person and what you've believed in. This gentleman was very clear on that in his life. Maybe that's how I should have maybe started this. He was an interesting person in the fact that he was very clear on who he was as a person. So not only was he lovely as far as being a person and interesting, he was grounded and open. And we thanked each other at the end of it for a wonderful flight and for the chance to meet each other. We will probably never speak again but he will stay with me probably for the rest of my life until I lose my memory. It is one of those moments in time. So I could have gotten upset about why are my seats wrong? And this gets worse, by the way, by the end of the flight. We come home a week later and it was a nightmare coming home. But, uh, but I didn't. And I was just like, well, we're here. I'm at the back of the plane. Yeah, it's to myself. Oh, no, I've got someone to sitting beside me. Oh, I can't read my book. Thank God. All of those things became a thank God. So I head down on vacation. Now, 
I've got to be very careful what I say here, but I do want to get some points across about boundaries because I've struggled with this in my own life and I've podcasted on boundaries before. I have shared with you the issues I have with my own dysfunctional family, the relationship with my mother. And unfortunately, uh, I was witnessing the same sort of thing. But there were some specific things that I want to bring to your attention, for, which is the reason I'm going to tell you this story. So these dear friends of mine, this lady is one of my friends that I've known since grade school. So there were four of us. I'm, uh, for my regular listeners, you've heard me talk about them before. We have been friends since grade school. A lot of life has gone by. And the unfortunate part is her father passed away last June from cancer. It came very, very quickly. In fact, he was able to utilize the Canadian laws for euthanasia early. He had doctors come in and he ended his life on the day he chose. Uh, it was going to be another three or four weeks, maybe even longer of excruciating pain and no lucidity in his life. And so he was legally able to do this. It was fantastic. But they are a very patriarchal family. They, you know, they are quite wealthy. And so there's a lot to look after in the estate and in a life like that. When the head of the family leaves everyone behind, and he has been the, the controller of it all for a long, long time, it leaves a huge gape. So my girlfriend, eldest like I am, has ridden, risen to the occasion and has sort of taken on all her dad's responsibilities, and she's looking after her mom. Now, I fully support how she has handled this, and she's unbelievable in the fact that she is married to a man who is my husband's best friend. This is how, we, how I know my husband. They are the ones that introduced us uh, so many years ago. And he is so supportive of her that there's no conflict in their life that they are totally on the same page of supporting you know, his mother-in-law, her mom. But what can happen is when grief and, and accommodation carries on for a certain length of time and that accommodation carries on with no valid reason other than enablement, it becomes very unhealthy. So what I witnessed, uh, right off the gate, I stepped in after a couple of days because I noticed that communication was breaking down. I was hearing what everyone was saying, but no one was hearing what each other meant. And I was onto it in a heartbeat because my mother is the same way. She can't make a decision and she's very black and white about saying, I want it this way, but she's not clear on the options. So she's made a poor, you know, she's made the wrong choice. And then when you explain it to her, she'll be like, that's not what I meant. Yeah, no kidding. So I'm very used to that. I know that I work around her. So I manage her a little bit in our relationship. My sister does the same thing because of how she is as a person. Well, my girlfriend's mom is very much the same way. And I was hearing it in the conversation of these four adults and my crew standing in the, in the entrance foyer, having this conversation about some renovations being done on their houseboat. And I could hear so clearly, so clearly the language that no one was hearing what mom actually wanted. So I had to step in and say, you guys aren't hearing each other. This is what's going on. Please go back to her and tell her what Keith has told you. Cause it was his area of expertise. He sells these fabrics and he works in that industry. Uh, and he was trying to help them with it and let her know that what she said about it being, I want this one thing really meant for four other reasons that she wanted this over here. And I was right, it, it, was, it was accurate. But that, that blind obedience by my girlfriend would have caused a huge issue. So this is kind of actually what I wanted to bring to your attention. And blind obedience is probably the best way to, to approach this and then into this boundary thing. 
So she's doing whatever her mom wants for whatever reason and almost really not asking the correct questions, not managing and creating no boundaries. One of the things that happened while we were there was we were all sitting down to dinner and her mom phoned and she got up and left the table and talked to her mom. And when I said to my my husband's friend, my, my buddy, I said, does she know, does mom know that we're all to dinner? And his answer was, it doesn't matter. She gets whatever she wants right now, you know, because she'd lost her husband. Now, I appreciated that incredible support, but my girlfriend's getting very tired and she's getting run down because she's creating no boundaries for what she can and can't handle. So I'm sort of watching this no rules invasion of her life by the family and everyone around her that is going to be an issue down the road for for her energy levels and everything else. I know because I've already dealt with it in my own life for years and it's only been the last couple of years that I've created these same safe boundaries in my own life and the outcome of that was so positive. I truly want that for her. In fact, I really actually hope she might listen to this podcast. I want that for her because my relationship with my mother now is so much healthier when I pushed back and said yes to this, but no to this. And this is, this is my capabilities. What bothered me in that situation was not that they felt she was the only priority is that I happen to know her mom from my childhood and she's an absolute lady. I personally think she would have been mortified if she had known that my girlfriend had left five people at her dinner table to talk to her about something that was not life and death, was not her health. It was just ongoing stuff that's going to be continually ongoing in their life with the estate and renovations and things that just everyday things that need to get done. I personally think her mom actually would have been mortified by that. But my girlfriend's inability to have any boundaries and to push back and say, you know what, mom, I've just sat down for dinner with my house guests. I'm going to call you back in a couple hours or I'll talk to you in the morning. Her inability to set those boundaries in her own life is creating stress. These, when I relay these types of stories to you, my listeners, I want you now to look at your life and say, are you doing this in your own life? Are you allowing this in your own life? Now, let me make a caveat here about my own relationship with my mom so that I'm not painting rose colored, you know, unicorns for you that aren't there. My mom's memory is failing. And that as well as contributed to our good relationship because she doesn't remember a lot of the bitterness, the ugly things she has said, the way she used to treat me so that it isn't just me setting the boundaries. That was that whole picture. I have this amazingly kind, loving relationship with her right now for other reasons as well. Okay. So I just, I really felt, I really feel that there should be, I should be very transparent with you about that. But it started with me, and I've been working on it my whole life with creating boundaries of how much my family was allowed to hurt me or how much they were allowed to, you know, just walk into my life with no notice thinking it was all about them. Because with my family, it is all about them. I will tell you right now, my family thinks it's all about me. And if you are dealing with this in your life, and I bring this up because I met these amazing people yesterday that I want to tell you about. And we were sharing life stories. They mostly, because they wanted me, I'm going in now as their financial manager. I'm going to do all their bookkeeping and keep their businesses going. Their businesses, they've got three of them. They're all under one umbrella. They are growing so fast. They are not even able to do their jobs because the administration and the, and the accounting is so overwhelming. Listening to their life stories and some of the challenges they've been through the last few years, 
I was able to do a little bit of like, I brought my whole toolbox, my whole toolbox to this particular meeting. I was able to do a little coaching with them as well. It had nothing to do with finances because their family is beating up on them. And one of the biggest things I wanted to make very clear to them was when you're being attacked like that, be clear that it is deflection. Those are the other person's issues. Always. My mom and my sister have attacked me my whole life, calling me things like greedy and selfish and it's all about me. There's not a single friend in my entire life that would say those things about me. Everyone in my life would actually say that about my family, unfortunately. But you see, those are actually their issues, but they can't face that in the mirror. So they deflect that onto other people, onto myself and not even just to myself. My mom does it to other people all the time or has in her life. Like I say, she's such a different person right now. I really, for those of you that are struggling in this particular area of your life, I really want you to hear me and I want you to try and own this. This is not going to happen overnight, by the way. When other people attack you like that, nine times out of 10, it's something in themselves they are unconscious about or they don't like about themselves. Has anyone ever uh, mentioned to you that when you meet someone and you immediately dislike something about them, unless maybe they're just an awful person or they've done something about abominable in front of you they're abhorrent if it's just this feeling or they're just kind of bugging you it's usually something you don't like about yourself we don't like a mirror we don't like at all a reflection of ourselves we all like to think of ourselves as wonderful friendly giving generous people okay so don't be fooled through unawareness of thinking that you're not like that. Most of us are. It's, a, it's just a social fact, a, a psychological fact, sorry, psychological fact. In fact, my new clients yesterday laughed at me because I was, I'm very clear on what I need in a client. One of the things that happened when I've gone back to work this last few years, one of my old podcasts is on the sacred gifts. Um, if you've never listened to it, please go search for it in the archives on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to from 2016. Now, the problem is I went searching for 2016 podcasts and couldn't find them. So I need to check with iTunes. I don't know what's going on there. But if you can find it, regardless, it'll be on my website. So if you just go to coulda, woulda, shoulda.ca, my apologies, excuse me, it will be in my own personal archives. Monique uh, McDonald teaches the Sacred Gifts course, and she is amazing. She's also the creator of it uh, through with the help of someone else. I'm sorry, I do not remember his name, but she sort of kind of owns this brand. I wanted to give up bookkeeping and do something else many years ago. This is before I got sick. So this is going on now seven years probably at this point. And I was tired, but what had happened was I'd taken a job with a large corporation, Bell Canada, and I lost the the reasons that I bookkeeped and did what I did for clients went away. In other words, my gifts weren't engaged. I was just a cog in a wheel. My expertise was being heavily used. I'm good at making decisions, making things happen. I have quite a logical brain. So I was actually doing a lot of project management. I didn't even do the data entry. I wasn't doing bookkeeping for this client. I was a senior financial manager of a particular billing platform. I did a lot of uh, working with the team and did a lot of it myself actually in the end because I just learned to do it, of making changes to the database and working in this particular uh, computer program that I walked out of there never wanting to do that again. I had a complete adrenal crash uh, three months after I left that particular job and exactly a year to the date later, so this was like March to March, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. It was acute. 
The pain was unbearable. I couldn't sit. I couldn't hold thoughts in my head. I couldn't remember anything. I literally could not bookkeep. And we had to sell our house and make some changes. Then I spent two years getting better. So if, if you're a new listener, I've never heard that, that part of my story. That's sort of what happened. When I realized that I was feeling better and I wanted to go back to work, I had a couple of friends I was helping out with their books. And you know what? Gave me some spending money, you know, a thousand bucks a month. It pays for the car insurance, pays for my cell phone, da-da-da. Well, I realized I enjoyed working with my friends again. Last, but then I also incorporated because I took on a large contract and put my son to work. So it was sort of just managing the business. Again, didn't really have my finger all back in it because I was playing with Living Well with Shell, playing. I started this podcast, uh, wanted to be a public speaker, but I was playing with a lot of um, product type stuff in my health and wellness business. Personally, it was just a lot of distractions, but it took me over two years to figure that out. <laughs> this is what happens. Remember, guys, life is a journey. We are not starting our life when we do the, when we're finished the next thing or when we've accomplished the next thing. You are in your life now. It is not a dress rehearsal, okay? Which I'm so grateful for that awareness because now I look back in the last three years of being in this new home and all the changes that we've made and we're making more changes to even have a better life. Um... It's a journey and I can appreciate the journey more now that I'm, you know, I'm more cognizant of it. I recognize it and I don't feel bitter about the challenges. I just go, this is life. Like no one's getting a free ride here. <laughs> That's, it just doesn't happen. So, sorry, I just got to get myself back on track. Let's get back to that point. So I, I actually, when I started my podcast, I interviewed um, Monique and that really helped get my mind back on these things. So my particular gifts are, for me personally, are uh, hospitality, service, and facilitation with some education and learning in there. I'm not a great teacher uh, unless I'm doing it like this, but sitting someone down at my desk, I get very impatient actually with them and I really struggle with that. But I found out later that that was just, I was missing some skill set. I actually am quite a good facilitator in a one-on-one -on -one situation. I have the ability to bring people around so they can see what needs to get done. Didn't even realize I had that gift, hadn't utilized it a lot. And it's something actually that I am developing. So although I come by the gift naturally, I have developed it. I did not need to develop service and hospitality. I've been social my whole life. And I learned to be a good hostess. I enjoyed it. And I, with my bookkeeping clients, I, I, have, I learned to look after them and make them feel that that part of their life was looked after. So I was talking to these new clients and I was saying, nothing makes me happier than when I walk out the door today, you all literally drop your shoulders, breathe, and feel better. In fact, I have a client that comes in and he comes to visit me once a month and we talk about his stuff. And he always leaves and go, thanks, Shell. I feel so much better now that I've been with you for an hour <laughs> because he lets his life get kind of ramped up and he comes to me and I take everything on financially and I get everything organized. He asks me questions. We talk, we brainstorm, we do some advice stuff and he walks away with it all off his chest knowing it's all handled and whatever he'd built that mountain into a molehill into a mountain was not really a mountain and now he's good. I know myself personally and it's not about ego. I know that I need recognition in my life. I discovered that in a course I took in my 20s before I even opened my company. Recognition jazzes me. So when people are in gratitude of what I do for them, I am filled up with love. It makes me so happy. It is like someone expressing the correct love language for me. 
Now, my love language, for instance, is touch. I enjoy gifts and being told that I look pretty or that I'm, I, I'm good at this or whatever. And I enjoy people spending, spending time with people. But I starve to death if I'm not touched. And if I'm not in a relationship, I will go get massages. I hug my friends. I'm a hugger. In no way in my life do I not get that need met. It doesn't have to be sexual. It's just that need, that connection, that human connection has to be met for me. Or I literally start getting emotionally anemic. You need to learn that about yourself. So you see, all these things made me realize that it wasn't about the work so much. It was about who I was doing the work for. So this particular, my older client that I was just talking about, I have done his taxes and him and his wife have been friends of mine for years. She used to work for me. So he's around. He brought me an adventure that he went into with a partner. And last January, I think it was about February, I took on a retail store. Full retainer, huge amount of work for three months. But I realized the fact that I was helping him again, I didn't mind the bookkeeping again. Same deal. The small clients I was working on, they were friends. I enjoy what they do for a living. That's also important to me as well. If I don't like what you're doing for a living, then the books are boring for me as well. And again, it's just, you just get back to it's just a, a dreary sludge of entering numbers. No, those numbers mean something to me. It's probably what a coder feels like when he's looking at binary code. Remember the movie The Matrix? And the fellow that ended up being a traitor uh, is sitting at his desk with the headset on and all he's seeing is binary code. But what he sees in his mind was The Matrix. He's watching the woman in, in the red dress walk across the screen. The rest of us are just seeing zeros and ones. He sees things in a different language. I'm a little bit the same way. I'm not just entering an invoice for something these people purchased. I'm entering an invoice for something that is making that business work. It is like, oh, look it. We bought that that we needed for this over here. And that's going to get turned into that. And then this will get sold as that. I get caught up in all that. I get caught up in the process of it all. I love it. Absolutely love it. The bookkeeping just happens to be the mechanism to which I earn my living. That took me a long time to realize. Maybe there's things in your own life that are the same deal. Lots of times, there's lots of coaches out there nowadays, and even my own coach that I work with, Sam Crowley, who does the podcast every day of Saturday. He is fantastic. And he talks about, you know, leaving the 9 to 5 and the T4 and everything behind. But what I'm finding now that I'm getting very clear in what I'm putting my energies into, accounting, my podcast, public speaking, I enjoy still having clients in my treatment room for my ionic foot baths, but I am not worrying about all these products that I keep on the shelf, all these companies. I will try things. I will put them on my YouTube channel, but they are not the, I'm not letting them be the distractions. Let's, you know, be, don't be a jack of all trades, which has done me very well in my life, start being a master of something. And that, these are things that I, I am an, able to master. What that has led me in the last month was someone recommending me to this new client yesterday who I walked in and they were like meeting souls that I'd already spent a lifetime with. It was unbelievable. I've had this experience before in my life where, I, where you connect with someone, like right out of the gate you meet them and you think, we've met before. We hadn't. In fact, it was so odd. They are very dear friends of my neighbors across the street who is my hairdresser. We go to all their parties, they come to ours, and we had never met them. They had missed my neighbor's 50th, something had come up for something else. 
So we had never crossed paths. So a little bit like the lady that we bought this house that we currently live in. She's in her neighborhood, lives right next door to one of my best friends. And we had never met her in the you know 13 years that we lived in this neighborhood before we purchased her house. So odd. We just, we kind of were, knew everyone down the other end of the street. So it's interesting how when the time is right, you know, when the, when the pupil is ready, the master will come. Well, in this particular case, not to sound ego, sorry, I am the master for them in this one particular area, not other areas, just in accounting, this, I'm, I make no bones about the fact that I'm very good at what I do. And it's what they needed at this time in their life. And maybe they needed to work through all their stuff so that they could hear someone like me. Because I do not, I'm not a data entry clerk. I don't walk in and just enter your stuff into a computer. We, I know all about their lives now, their children. They will be friends of mine. I know this for a fact. There was no way that this wasn't going to end any other way with the fact that we are now together. We, there was immediate trust. Uh, we could talk about personal things. And they're the type of clients that, you know, you, you can still be a control freak and run your own world, but you better listen to me about certain things in your business because these are things I know how to do. They were willing to do that. They're willing to work with me. They're also willing to push back when I stick my nose in where it shouldn't be. I need that. I've got to have, it's got to be reciprocal. And there were some other things going on in their life that I could bring that with me. I've already been through some of these experiences. They're self-employed, getting a little, you know, fluctuation in, that's probably not the right word. They're getting absolutely attacked by family that they've made the wrong decision. But that's sometimes what happens. There are lots of times, folks, if you are people that are going out for your dream and you're listening to my podcast because you are an entrepreneur, Please be prepared for the people closest in your life to attack you. I, I don't think in my 27 years of being in business that that has not been the case for people that I know. It just seems to be that when people don't like where their own life is or they're scared, they will attack the person that's going out living their dream. Always, always. Could be your mother, an uncle, your sister, your father. Sometimes it's your, even your own spouse. Not the case in this case. These two are just so connected. It's unbelievable. Maybe you're older and it's your own children. Do not let other people's fears and inability to live their dreams get in the way of yours. Okay? All right. So let's pull this back. So I started out with, you know, meeting this amazing man, going on my vacation, realizing my dear friend is running herself ragged. She has complete inability to create boundaries in her life. We've taken that now into, I was thinking about my own life because of this, how some of the boundaries in my life have really improved my relationship, some of my relationships, including my clients. I am not on the end of a phone 24 seven. I am not their lap dog. Okay. I look after my clients really well, but I'm not, I'm, you, you should be, you should never be a slave to your business. Okay. If you are self-employed and listening to my podcast, please ensure that you pay yourself and that you have boundaries. Okay. Enough said about that. That's a whole podcast on its own. So then we, you know, I went into that coming home from the vacation. I came to a bit, I've had a bit of a funk for two weeks and now I've come to a bit of a realization that there are certain clients out there like my clients yesterday that need everything I have to offer. Doesn't matter that I'm seeing them and getting paid through the financial end of things. They need everything else that I'm trying to do out there with the podcast and the public speaking and the facilitation. They need that. Just like they run a boutique business that is not competing with the Vistaprints of the world. They're one-stop shop for a little bit higher end graphic marketing, swag, that sort of thing, signage. And they're good at what they do in their niche. You cannot be, you know, you cannot be all things to all people. 
find your area of expertise and if there's only 10% of the clientele market out there that you would relate to, then market to that 10% for everything you're worth. And that was something that really hit home for me this week. I'm not temporarily bookkeeping and running a finance company till my dream of public speaking and my life is going to come true. If this is my life and meeting with these people who now he's listening to the podcast, I put him onto a meditation website to help with his anxiety and you know, some little tricks about keeping in business. That'll keep your own life calm. Um, bring everything you are to the situ to anything in your life. Don't let one little thing define you. I talked about this once about how when I first started podcasting, I wouldn't tell people I was a podcaster because it just sounded so much more professional when I said I ran an accounting company. Well, but it wasn't true, really. I did all these things. So when I, so the other day, I'm sorry, I was going somewhere with that, but I'm not going to. So the other day, I'm talking to one of my students and she was shocked to hear that I had a podcast and a completely amateur YouTube channel. Uh, and that I, you know, still did all this. She goes, seriously? And then I wrote a small ebook and there's a website you can download it on highfunctioninghabits.com. I'm like, yep. She goes, I didn't have a clue. I've been living here for six weeks. Own all that you are and bring it to every situation you're in. And that's where I looked down at this meditation book today and saw, see the magic. Come with me into the enchanted forest. Trust the magic in the air because it is real. Take it with you wherever you go for the magic you feel and want is yours if you simply believe. I took that magic with me yesterday and our relationships, our relationship, mine with these other two people are going to change both of our lives, all of our lives. Sorry, there's three of us. <laughs> Theirs and mine. It will change our lives because I could see the, the distress they were in, in their business. I know without a doubt I can solve that for them. Whew, they're breathing. They brought such joy to me and such gratification that I am doing what I'm best at and filled my soul with so much of that recognition and gratitude that why would I let that go? Like, why would I just solve this problem and walk away? I will continue to work for them and with them ongoing until something in our life changes. If I could encourage you to do the same thing in your life, don't be defined by one thing don't let other people infringe upon your needs, wishes, whatever. Please create those boundaries and keep yourself open to meeting these amazing people like I did on that airplane. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you again for joining me today and remember to focus on not living in regret. I invite you to subscribe to my show so you don't miss a thing. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at either High Functioning Habits or Living Well with Shell. And I invite you to leave a rating on my show about what you like best or message me with something you'd like me to speak on next. Remember, willpower will only get you so far, then you better have a plan.